This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Once again, Midflight Brawl is brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal Heggy. I'm in the office here at uh, Casa del Toby, necking one right now, <laughs> the new Coffee Run Stout. Mate, a carton of that turned up at my house recently. Mate, turned up at my – it was very hard. I didn't realize that uh, they'd sent me one. I got, a, I got home from a, a trip away with my boys and there was the little Oz Post slip at the door. Oh, I thought you beauty go down to the post office, and I'm yelling at my son. He was he just wanted a toy, being a being a prick in there, and I held held the line. No, 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 no. I said, mate, you can't just come down to the post office and just pick up stuff. You know, you don't just get to get fun stuff every time you're at the post office. Hand yeah. the slip over. She hands me back a slab of heaps normal. Oh, All right, that's indicative of our respective neighbourhoods. <laughs> Mine just turned up at the door, just what do you sitting mean? there. Didn't even know it was there. They just leave it out the front. Oh, really? Knowing no one's going to steal it because I live in an all right place. Yeah. Mate, I'm in a beautiful neighborhood. I put, <laughs> I put, you must sign for it. I'm that type ah, of bloke. Okay. I'll sign That's for a bill. I don't the give a fuck. connection. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> don't trust anyone. <laughs> but the coffee runs out. Good stuff. Made with floozy coffee from Newcastle. We've been there a fair bit recently. Uh, it's a, yeah. Coffee-flavoured stout, non-alcoholic. You know what to do. They've got award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Get to heapsnormal.com, chuck in duty-free at checkout and get free shipping around Australia. Mm. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the... I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rack can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Welcome back to the big smoke. Buddy, mate, I'll be you. honest. Thanks for taking it easy on me in the intro last week. Oh, I didn't have time, mate. Busy, busy that, plugging. Always be closing. Always be closing. Always be shifting. But uh, I, <laughs> I was uh, thinking I it. decided my wife has gone away with her mum and sisters overseas, and uh, just on my two-week radio tour break. So mm. that's my break. Is now just solo parenting. Is that your only two? How much do you get a year? Like two. Four weeks oh, nah, or fucking fair bit actually. It's probably it's probably better than teachers. Pretty School good. Te- 
No, you wouldn't get school teacher holidays, surely. Man, two weeks Easter, two weeks middle of the year, week in September, six over Christmas. It's pretty close. Oh, it's exactly teacher work. Or five. Yeah, What's with all the complaining? Well, they, get, they don't get up at 4.30 in the morning and they allow to just put Shrek on. So Okay, but they're cares? not home by 11, are they? No, nah, they just and get it done early. modern teachers, I'm sure we've got some listeners, I, man, God's work, you are getting... The, the kids aren't even oh, half of your problem now. It's emails from parents. Yeah. That's what and hey, doing. before you even send me messages, I am fucking around. I was reading a Reddit thread the other day, Heggy, about it was a teacher who just teeing off on like what the fuck has happened to kids post-COVID. Like they are post-COVID lockdowns. The kids are just soft. Can't pay losing. attention. Oh. Don't give a shit. Yeah, if you tell them off, they just go, whatever. They're not making kids repeat classes. Everything's just cooked and it was a lot of teachers just teeing off and then the odd person going that's what happens when you um sacrifice the youth for the old and the fat just some nice little covid lockdown digs in there which i appreciate yeah Yeah. but i think i think we're only a couple of years off kids saying what what's detention they won't even know what that word means (laughs) smacking's gone and good but detention i mean it's still got a place surely well there's a as I brought up in uh, at the at the start when we we're chatting heaps normal down at the post office, just fighting my son who wanted a toy. He got a toy recently, and we just went on a fucking week long road trip. And he just wanted another toy. I'm like, no, absolutely yeah. not. But I think some parents just go, yes, 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 and then it's up to the teachers to do the parenting, which would be fucking rough. Oh, it fucking sucks. It's a it's a, it's a landmine, mate. It's no good. And you'd appreciate this too, Heggy. A lot of the, it sounds like an old bit of yours, but one of the teachers in the Reddit thread said, you tell students now, it's like, hey, you're way behind in work or whatever. Do you even know what you want to be? Or do you have any idea what you want to do? And they're like, yeah, YouTuber, TikTok dancer. Oh, fucking, so, yeah. oh, Good luck, fuckhead. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> Reality TV and the internet got a fair bit to answer for in that realm. But I've they... Gone- but May as well. It's like, what do you want to do when you're older? Why haven't you done your homework? I want to be a Tats Lotto winner. But you may as well just say that. For sure. The odds of that shit happening. Yeah. It's exactly the same. In fact, there are more Lotto winners than there are successful millionaire YouTubers. (laughs) Like, it is, it would be. Because I see Lotto, like, you see 2 million, 20 million, 5 million up on the, the news agent. Billboards out in front of the yeah. news agents. Think someone's winning that. I've never met one, but there must be yeah. five or six new millionaires in Australia per year, per week. Yeah. Sorry, and there's one or two YouTubers per year. Well, I think there was a, a hundred mil Powerball that went off last week, and a bloke from Western Sydney won it, and just said, "The old going to pay off my house and go back to work." But why? Why would he even identify himself? Is it not is it not an option just to remain secret? I think we've spoken about it on a Land Larrikins episode, our Patreon uh, spin-off pod, if you want to support the pod, patreon.com slash midflightbrawl. But uh, on, the lotto, <laughs> on the lotto winners one, in the States, I think certain states you have to show up to collect the big novelty check and people turn up wearing <laughs> balaclavas and fucking <laughs> Halloween masks With guns. and shit. They, <laughs> Give me oh, my fucking just... massive check. <laughs> <laughs> Such a dead shit. You robbed the news agency for your own Tatsalotto winning. <laughs> but they just know people have come out of the woodwork and ask for, ask for cash. Oh, for sure. You discover a lot of new relatives 
It'd be that'd be the one of the bonuses oh. of winning lotto. Discovering just how socially minded all the people in your life ended up being. But, you didn't <laughs> know beforehand. Pretty good. Well, I've I've heard that about NFL players saying it ruins uh, when they make the Super Bowl. It ruins Super Bowl week that like third cousins and shit will come out and just hit them up for tickets. Oh, fuckhead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tr- no. And also I'm trying to prepare for the Super Bowl. Yeah. You fucking greedy little grub. I mean, much smaller scale, but I get phone calls and texts like a minute before I'm going on stage from people saying, I can't get in, mate. Mm. Uh, can you can you tell the door to let me in? Yeah. No. Sort it out. Fuck off. Well, we've spoken uh, before. Our, our wives are quite fond of a fucking... Three minutes before showtime. Yeah. Hey, the little one's got a cough. Well, I'm not there and I'm not a doctor. So why can I ring me? you in one hour and two minutes from now, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the Is whoever you're talking you about still going to be dead in an hour? Brilliant. I'll call you then. Yeah. Hey, just check before you hang up with the lights on at home. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, what I'm doing is keeping that from. <laughs> Keeping them staying on. So <laughs> call a medical professional. Jesus Christ. Oh. Um, <laughs> you can tell I'm one week into a two-week solo parenting stint. Oh, just cutting loose. Whatever. I'm home. I'm not calling Calkin right now myself, actually. My, uh, my wife and son are on their way to France as we speak. And Where's your daughter? daughter? You've got another over. one. She, oh, she's see. on a sleepover at a friend's house. So I'm actually I'm in the lounge room. I'll be, I'm watching the fucking cricket right now while we're doing this. It's final day. It's pretty. It's an intriguing uh, fifth day of the Lord's test. Actually, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to seeing the end of it. But um, yeah, got the Falcon fired up. The Falcon is going, yeah. it's going strong. It's been on for about sixty minutes. That's the longest it's been on for years. If you're watching cricket on the Falcon and you jump up too quickly on the couch, is there any chance the breeze from that could I'd knock just smash it, over? it against the back wall? Yeah. <laughs> Like a street fighter, a <laughs> the, the screen starts waving like a flag. Um, man, in uh, in in mid-flight ball-related news, last week we had an uh, an issue, uh, a, an episode come out that involved, and this this really irked a uh, patron. Yeah, and I'm kind of I'm kind of on his side, although I'm dead against being fact-checked. On comedy at the moment, but that's more stand-up. Like yeah. people fact-checking what I say on stage or something. They go, I think you'll find this. I don't like. I think you'll find. Oh, but I kind of okay. like this bloke. He's a he's a bloke from Saskatchewan in Canada. Oh great! It irked him what we were saying about caribou. More more particularly me. Oh, <laughs> um, hold on. Oh, was this the um? What was his name? David Allen. David, David Allen Burke. Was it last David week? Allen I can't Burke. When it was, but yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Yeah, he a, got uh, done for the uh, out of season caribou hunting. Yeah, well, caribou yeah. hunting. In fact, it's not just a an elite hunting uh, thing. It's it's a generational subsistence farmer sort of deal. And winter is easier to track them with your skidoo. So we were factually incorrect. Beg your pardon, Kane, up there in Canada. Take it easy, I'm, mate. Oh, uh, I love that. There's a bloke. <laughs> <laughs> up in Saskatchewan. <laughs> he sent, a, he sent us a message going, look, my eyes started twitching. I couldn't fucking listen to that. <laughs> Which I kind of like. Good on you, mate. Yeah, but I also, appreciate that. we're not coming there. You're not going to be able to bash us. So 
We'll say what yeah. we fucking want about caribou. Yeah. Uh, and also, don't say subsistence and fucking skidoo in the same sentence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> less fucking, a few less bogan purchases, a bit, a bit more, uh, <laughs> a bit more get down to Costco. <laughs> Mate, we subsistence hunting with our golden rifles on a skidoo. That might have been my <laughs> phrasing, but yeah, that's what he's aiming at. It's like intergenerational caribou farmers feeding oh, their families. Yeah, I assume. By the way, I that that part of the world I always find I'm more than happy to eat fucking reindeer sausages and I oh, fucking oath. They're killing like some good stuff up there. It, I assume it's alluding to whatever we're allowed to call Eskimos now. Like it's a yeah. It's that sort of it's native native Canadians up there hunting caribou, I would think. But no, there's who, some, who knows? Mate, there's some fucking come at me, Keen. <laughs> <laughs> mate, there's some crazy whites. There's the um Oh, I know that. that I met some. There's a fuck there's a reality show set in Alaska where they follow a few people over a over winter. Yeah. Just fucking doing it hard. By doing it hard, you mean drinking. <laughs> yeah, making sure they don't go through all the caribou meat in the freezer. Mate, I can't, I can't even imagine. I took this week for some reason, my, as I said, my wife's gone overseas. I took my four-year-old and one-year-old son on a week-long road trip around Victoria, mm. staying in motel, Phillip Island, Hillsville, went to Mansfield, which is a town about half an hour away from Mount Buller, and then one night up at the, up at the snow. Yeah. And uh, fuck. I haven't spoken to you. How was the snow? Lots of snow. Man, it was great. It would have been more fun if I didn't have a four-year-old and a one-year-old with me. The four-year-old, to be fair, he was tobogganing and fucking loving it. The one-year-old, just fucking hating life. He couldn't walk in it for long. Yeah. Um, He's got a good attitude and he's a strong little bloke, but fuck, the snow really got to him. But the four-year-old, man, nine, nine toboggans in a row, very smooth, took a kid out on one run, went for his final run. Dad will do one more, then we'll get some food. At the last minute, decided just yank that rope, went 45-degree angle straight through a fence. Yeah. Almost took his head off. Good stuff. I mean, I'll tell you what, there's a bit of advice you can give him if he's in the snow again. Never announce your last run. I've broken <laughs> two bones on this is my last run. Don't ever fucking do it. Didn't you smash yourself? I told him. He was very excited to hear that Uncle Heggy had hurt himself on a skidoo. Because oh. we saw a bloke getting around on one. I said, Heggy, was it your elbow? You broke your elbow or something? I had already broken my elbow. I re-broke oh. it, getting flicking myself off a skidoo, yeah. That was some <laughs> nighttime fuck-ups. But <laughs> it, was, it was. he found it very funny. Well, doing, Why Uncle Heggy going fast on a skidoo? Well, yeah, one hand operational. One-handed skidooing, tip from oh. the top. It, uh, <laughs> it's got its challenges. <laughs> Anyway. It's about to be a tip from the bottom yeah. of a mountain. <laughs> Mate, before we kick into the episode each week, of course, if we're down the line from one another, you've got a uh, uh, a, a Zoom background mm. with a grim past attached to it. Yeah. This, um, this, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this looks quite futuristic. Yeah. Hold on. I know what you're in. It's nearly futuristic. <laughs> <laughs> you're in a little, you're in a little submarine, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in the Titan submersible. <laughs> this is the interior. <laughs> well, it was. It's a bit smaller oh, than this now, but uh, <laughs> the uh, with the little video game control. 
<laughs> it's got a little yeah 386 up in the up in the corner there <laughs> with some emails uh, did on you it. see so many memes based on the little controller that they it was like a little logitech handheld video oh, like yeah. a pc controller the jokes took about a that. second to come in like oh. milliseconds after the jokes are in i saw one with a bop yeah. as a steering wheel you know, the game, Bop It. Someone had at least a steering wheel to Bop It. <laughs> Quicker than the thing took to implode, I reckon. Oh, you can, yeah, you can really. <laughs> one thing you can count on is people's cruelty and sense of humour simultaneously getting around a tragedy. Love it. And there is something, though, it is set, but I, I don't know. There's something about billionaires going to have a look at the Titanic. Well, the people just go, fuck you, buddy. And I don't know. I know it is sad. And then one of the blokes in there, like genuine explorers, which is such a rare thing now. Well, yeah. But then with that, it's a tiki um, Rubik's Cube enthusiast as well. So, Oh, was there? Yeah, there was the kid ah. wanted to break a record for solving a Rubik's Cube in an extreme environment or some shit. Ah. So there was that as well. Um, I Yeah, I don't know. Billionaires, in the end, they're just like rednecks, aren't they? Eventually, they think they clock life and just explode themselves somehow. <laughs> like they they reinstate slavery or something, complete everything, and get heaps of money and root heaps of women, and then go, "I'm just going to explode myself." Yeah, I'm obviously invincible. Mm. I was good at stocks, therefore <laughs> I must be an excellent gyrocopter pilot or something. Dead. <laughs> therefore, I can hand build a Concorde. Yeah, fucking unbelievable. <laughs> It's God complex shit, isn't it? Crazy it stuff. Must be, it it must be hard for them to, you know, any any problem if it's not health related in life. Any problem generally is fuck. I need more money for something. Oh, there's bills or this has happened or we want to go on holiday but we can't afford it. Yeah. When that's gone, then it just becomes let's have a go. Oh, still see the most novel way I can nearly kill myself. It's yeah. brilliant. I mean, that's, that's a two bit, that's the, the two big ones, aren't they? That's big two, health and money. That's it. Yeah. It's just how you prioritise those two things. Pretty Yeah, too good. much money. There's a, yeah, you've got to get the right balance with money. Not enough, you're fucked. Too much, you're fucked. This is what happens where I'm sitting right now. Um, <laughs> anyway, mate, let's kick on. Let's do it. Woo! Oh, nice. All right. Uh, this week, mate, we're looking at Delta Flight 132, August 1, 2013. And it's uh, JFK, John fucking Kennedy, to <laughs> Athens, Greece. Beautiful. And I have to mention it's Greece because there are a lot of Athens in the USA. They just call places Athens. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. They just... Whatever. Yep. <laughs> why not? Why shouldn't we? I mean, we've got Newcastle. We've got Baghdad in Tasmania, so why shouldn't they have Athens all over the joint? A, Mate, uh, it, did it say how long the person was flying there, though? Could I have a guess? Oh, a couple of days. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the first time I've heard that because I I actually, when I was oh, maybe mid-20s, I've, I caught a flight. I wanted to get from London to Melbourne and I was going, yeah. I decided, I don't know why, I decided to go to Tasmania and get a bike and ride around it. I thought, oh, 
I was in London. I thought, oh, I've only got uh, all the time in the world. I'll get the cheapest ticket possible. And it cost me maybe, I think it was like 200 pounds to get from London to Melbourne. And it took more than a couple of days. And it was on Air Greece or whatever their air, Olympic, yeah, sorry, right. Olympia yeah. or Olympic. And yeah. fuck, it was a solid 80 hours of. Seen all the movies. That. I'd, I'd seen everything. <laughs> I'd seen a lot of airports. I was 13 hour layover here, 15 hour layover here, you know, 18 hour layover, just two long layovers, but also too short to do anything. Yeah. But yeah, cheap. too long to sit in the airport, too short to leave and see a thing. Mm. So I sat in the airport. Yeah. It was grim. Mate, by the way, um, you you had mentioned that uh, it was going to be about someone flying to Greece. So I did pull that clip and I thought I'd have a look at um, at Con the Fruiterer. Yeah. I was like, Con the Fruiterer, what did he, uh, you know, a couple of, couple of days? Did he ever get Mitchell. any awards? Yeah, Mark Mitchell, mm. 1989. He was nominated for a thing you've been nominated for, the Aria Award for Best Comedy Release, right? <laughs> oh, he did a song. I've heard yeah. the song. A Couple of Days is there. Kylie Mole, Rodney Rude, Club Veg, and uh, Ostentatious, Highway Corroboree. That was all 1989. Brilliant. But I think my favourite year for Australian comedy yeah. has to be uh, I th- probably 1993. Yeah. You've got The Twelfth Man. Still the 12th man. You go, great. This awards, the nominations are off to a flyer. In the bag. Yep. Then you've got Norman Gunston featuring Effie, Venereal Girl. Fuck. He was a bit long in the tooth. Tribute to Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew Denton, I don't care as long as we beat New Zealand. Uh Uh-huh. Various Stairways to Heaven. I don't even know what that's about. I do. It's a lot of covers of Stairway to Heaven featuring your hero, uh, Rolf Harris. He did a version on that album of Stairway to Heaven. It's about 20 different versions of the song Stairway to Heaven. Well, that one for best comedy release. Well, that's comedy now, is it? Okay. Yeah. Covers. Yeah. But it just beat Agro, Agro Kids Dance Album. Fucking hell. (laughs) God, you'd be flat, the 12th man. Billy Birmingham, he'd yeah. be God. You'd be shitty. I, I mean, I can't. Covers I of one song. Can't remember. I, I've been in. I was in that a couple of times for releasing albums, but one of the ones I was in there was like a fucking song mm-hmm. about thrush or something, and that's that's better than anyone else's one hour of stand up. Yeah, twenty. Incredible. Oh no, twenty eighteen. Luke Heggie, Tip Rat, Lawrence Mooney, Moon Man. Arnie Donna, Arnie Donna, the album, Akmal, Transparent. That all makes sense. But unfortunately, you lost to Bridie and Wyatt with Tom Ballard's Sex Pest. That's right. Um, Side of the Times parody song or something. Brilliant. Yeah. The, um, um, the best one, though, I told you I went and got it signed at High Point. I'm sure I've told this before. Guido Hatzis. Yes. Did you ever hear much of Guido Hatzis? Yeah, I went and no, got I didn't. whatever I kind of, signed. I was away, but I know about it through you and others. Very Melbourne. Yeah. Very Melbourne. It's, it's it, what gotcha calls, no? Yeah, Tony Moclair. Playing Guetta had to so fucking spin kick you. And he yeah, just okay. do gotcha calls. He called like the he called Buckingham Palace. He called all sorts, right? But I was year eight, went and got it signed at High Point, and he signed yeah, 
the piece of paper was something about you. Um, you're all right. Your dad's a skippy poof. <laughs> yeah, right. Great. I mean, he's probably the forerunner. He never, he never managed to get a nurse to kill herself, did he? Or no. nurse? Wasn't that, wasn't that something to do with the gotcha call? Further yeah, down that the was. Track? I think, I think that's when they ended. Pretty grim. Yeah. Mm. Well, he was, he was lucky to get away with it in that era. Mate, probably. I reckon 2000, 2001, You could just tell someone in a gotcha call to kill themselves. Mm. <laughs> and if they did, no one would know. No one's filming it. Mate, you should hang yourself. Like, there's probably a Guido that's a school. <laughs> Bro, put your head in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> just real dark Guido that's just. As far as world comedy goes, it's alive and well. Like, it's been going for, you know, four decades or more. Uh, and I love it. Like, I'm not, you know, casting oh, explosions. It's just brilliant. Um, yeah. One of your uh, one of your mentors, uh, Vince Sorrenti, is making a comeback to the stand-up scene <laughs> by doing a show at the State Theatre, and it's all about how offensive comedy is now. So get down and see it, everyone. Not to be right. missed. Go and see it. <laughs> Don't. It still won't beat the. It was good, which was one of the uh, <laughs> one of the vox pops outside. I think it was Wogs out of work. But there's going to be some listeners in the UK just absolutely melting at the term we're using here. But it is oh, okay. different in Australia. Yeah, take it easy. It shows with it in the okay. title. Losers. Uh, anyway. Ta- take it easy. Ah, oh, a couple of days. Beautiful. <laughs> a, uh, while we're down in Delta, classic crash from April 22, 1947, Ooh. involving a Delta plane in Columbus, Georgia. Delta... Uh, get the stats for this, but this time, realistically, they did nothing wrong. A, uh, a Delta DC three was harmlessly taxing, from what I can gather in the in the middle of taking off. Details and scans because so long ago. A Vulti BT thirteen, privately owned by the Tuske- Tuskegee Tuskegee Aviation Institute, an Alabama University operation, formerly home to the famous Tuskegee Airmen of WW two. Oh, yeah. Tuskegee, Tuskegee. Oh, sorry, someone will fucking. Get in. Tuskegee, uh, yeah. Just send us a message if that's your thing. Um, they took their foot off the pedal, and in 1947, this bloke, he landed his little plane on top of the Delta DC-3 while it's taking Jesus. off, just on top of another plane. That is fucking that's evil, can evil shit. That's a unbelievable. It's like a stunt. Eight passengers and a pilot, Daddy Bones. On the Ooh. Delta, uh, the perp on the Valti would have joined them on the way up to heaven. G'day, fellas. I'll race you. <laughs> anyway, our um, <laughs> was it one of the Tuskegee Airmen? It wasn't, but it was someone oh. who was employed by the same outfit. Oh. <laughs> Bit of a Mickey Mouse operation, for what I can gather. Souls um, plane. Yeah, you know how wartime was that? You know they clung on to a larrikin uh, theme. If they found a bunch of blokes who were a bit wild, they go, these are the wild boys of... of Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Bill 13 or something. They just put a yeah. label on them. Yeah, now nah, they're just mad. But wasn't, I think the Tuskegee Airmen, it was all African-American pilots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah. yeah. But were they said it, was it a bit, was it a bit of trickery? For like, yeah, good luck, lads. Giving them the, were they copping the shit jobs? I don't know. I was, maybe, yeah. I mean, I should. We should really look into this. I haven't. Um, I, I dare say they punched above their weight in some way or another. If there's been, oh, for sure, there's been telly movies about it. I'm sure. Yeah, it's uh, up there with Ryan White in terms of midday movies. I would think the Tuskegee Airmen, <laughs> Tuskegee, um, Tuskegee. Beg your pardon, mm. everybody. Anyway, our hero today. Is none other than Marianne Thatcher, 30 years old. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, lives at the exact address of, I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to say it. Like that, they're getting out. It's, it's apartment three, New York 10029, as stated by the newspaper article for some reason. I won't say the exact yeah. address. That, that's an English trick, isn't it? Secretly hoping someone will go around there and vandalize their house or something. <laughs> like, you know, it's a bit you, much. You don't even have to Google it to find it. That's in the paper, like it's the 1800s. Um. Anyway, I had a squeeze where well, she it's, lives. And it, it is that thing with the English, isn't it? That great divide between, you know, tea and crumpets and the queen and the corgis mm. and then just the best cricket sledges and, hey, you threw some rubbish out the window. We've given everyone your address, your address in a national newspaper. Fuck you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just soccer hooliganism. And- I mean, I kind of I, – I, I'm divided because the class system there is alive and well and they love it. And they don't mind saying that it still exists. We we pretend we don't have one, and we're exactly mm. like that. We just rip straight in and fucking. <laughs> they are more open about it, really, with their caste yeah. system. Um, the uh, it's I had a look where she lives, right, and it's right near Central Park, walkable to the Guggenheim. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You look at a map in New York, right? You think about the way those people talk about their city. You'd swear everything's hundreds of miles away from each other. As the crow flies, it's it's bugger all. Like they're like, oh, on TV, you say, oh, he lives all the way out in Queens or Yonkers. Mm. You know, does he? That's thirty minutes away. <laughs> Grow up. They're like, oh, we better just stay home. I'm not going all the way out there. What do you mean? Take, takes me longer than that to get to a fucking gig. You've either got to try and drive through the traffic there, which is a nightmare, yeah, or run the risk on a New York subway platform and just hope that an iced-up homeless doesn't fly kick you into the path of an oncoming train. Yeah. So I mean, when or, someone is 30 minutes away, good luck. <laughs> or the unthinkable, because it's flat, get a fucking bicycle, do the job. Oh, man, that is the, one, that is the only city I've been to where I thought, there's no fucking way I'd ride a pushy here. Why? It is not. Man, the traffic is insane. I live there on and fast. Off. Like it's lots of traffic, but it's not fast, is it? No, but that they're just going for it. Yeah. And it, But I, what I do like about the place is that they do yell at each other and it rarely leads to fist fights. Yeah, okay. But there's some good old-fashioned yelling. Yeah. Fuck you, buddy. Punch the hood of a car. Honk, lots of honking. Just 24-7 honking. I thought they put some measures in about the honking there. There was something about honking 
years ago that like, oh, I've got to slow down on the hockey. Uh, anyway, obviously it didn't work. Mary Ann, she's a dual citizen, US Greek. There are 3 million Greek Americans, most of whom are third or fourth generation. But that big fat wedding shit, that seemed to put them back on the map a bit when that was out. Mm. But I, for one, don't hear as much ethnic pride out of American Greeks as I would out of Italians, Irish, or Jewish Americans hell-bent on a unique selling proposition. Like, I don't, you don't hear as much about Greeks, do you, in America? Yeah. Well, they're not gangsters, basically. Well, a few great comics Giannis Pappas and Stavros Helkius. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's two. Name me, name me 2.9998 million (laughs) others. Uh, Mary Ann studied various forms of art, including ceramics, and she's worked at a number of art galleries. Anyway, she's at JFK, and uh, the flight is leaving at 10 p.m. Uh, everything went without incident. About four hours into the flight, Mary Ann started to draw the attention of the flight crew. She was spilling oh. spilling water all over herself and other passengers. Tell you what, the the source of life offends some people, doesn't it? We all need water. When it's forced upon us, we seem to get upset. Couldn't give a fuck about a water fight myself. I'll have but, it. But how how she's sloshing this about so haphazardly? I don't she's know. Blind. It's, it's unclear. It's not it's not turbulence, otherwise, you know, the air would Ev- get blamed. Everyone would be all over it. Yeah. Good opportunity turbulence, isn't it though? Just to flick your drink at someone. <laughs> Have a few flour. Sorry, mate, I cow- Yeah, I cowed <laughs> punched you, p- pissed on your, la- <laughs> pissed on your laptop. Got pretty bumpy there for a minute. Flight crew just, noticed that she isn't was. Isn't that your? Isn't that your thing? The killing someone on nine eleven. What a time! <laughs> yeah, it's great time. Earthquake, whack. I just, you got to be I ready. Just imagine you, you getting around in Sydney, and you just hear an explosion. And immediately pull a list out of your pocket and look who lives closest by. <laughs> Just start running. Yeah. <laughs> Which one of your enemies? <laughs> this, uh, yeah, this tidal wave, wave victim appeared to be run over by a car. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the flight crew noticed she was drinking wine. She was pretty hammered too. They took the wine off Marianne, which caused her to become abusive and shout obscenities at the crew. It's unclear what, unfortunately, but uh, let's just assume that there were children on board and cussing is not on. Malacca. Uh, yeah. Uh, probably Malacca, yeah. She then spat on one of the flight crew. Spat. Ooh. Oh. Doing that. Tell you what, the restraint kid on a plane <laughs> should have a spit hood. I know, I know spit hoods are controversial at the moment, pretty trendy. But uh, as a, there's some sort of breach of human rights, but uh, oh, getting, really? getting spat on, that's surely a bigger breach of human, human rights to a point where two wrongs yeah. make a right, obviously. Well, they've, they've got to rebrand it into a COVID sack or something. Yeah. You know? Well, spit hoods have, I mean, a spit hood has killed, you know, it's a choking hazard somehow. I don't quite know what's involved in a spit hood. I, I reckon it's just a fucking bag. Gag to gag. Oh, it's a plastic, it's a freezer bag over the head. Tied up at the neck. No, I, assume, I, I assume it's a uh, just like a, you know, 
a calico shopping bag type thing. Yeah. I reckon it's probably like a freezer bag tied up at the neck with a toothpick hole for the mouth <laughs> and two toothpick <laughs> holes for the nostrils. And that's it. Because there has been trouble with them. But um, anyway, if you don't like spit hoods, maybe don't spit. Or of course. Get, rid of, get rid of the spit hood and bring in a blanket ruler. If someone spits on you, you're allowed to bash them unconscious. <laughs> I think spitting is one of the worst. It's worse. We've discussed this before. I'd rather. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it really gets your back up. I've 170-odd eps in, and this is the thing, the spitting just – you even got annoyed that I said I'll hock a loogie into, like, a bush as I walk past. Oh, yeah. I got it. You don't have to, do you? Like it's, I, well, I used I do to, and I did. I, I yeah. used to like hold a vendetta against. So if I was, I used to play a lot of football as a kid. If I saw mm. someone spit, I think I'm going to tackle that guy, <laughs> and hopefully break his ankle after this. <laughs> like I just, I would remember who it was. Yeah, nah, you're spitting on the ground. I'll slide around on that yeah. ground, and I'm going to get your snot up the side of my leg or something. Absolutely disgusting. That used to be the um, if someone you know, cheap-shotted you or something in footy or gridiron at the end of the game, the shaking hands. You make sure you're getting in to shake their hand first and just a fucking big loogie on the hand before you shake their hand. Oh, see, this is... The final victory. Absolutely revolting. I'd rather a fist <laughs> fight than that. Mm. It would lead to them. Yeah, fucking hell. Oh, revolting. Uh, the crew took her to the back of the plane where they took turns kicking the shit out of her for fun. No, oh, they didn't. They, they didn't. They, um, they sat her in a... Fuck, they're not playing games. <laughs> About time. I like they, this. Uh, they sat her in a seat and she began kicking the seat in front of her. Uh, classic. Flight crew yeah. ended up handcuffing Marianne in the galley. And, and um, at this point, the captain was informed and he decided to divert the plane for the safety of the passengers and crew to uh, where exactly do you reckon? Hold on, they're going from America to somewhere in Europe? Yes. Oh, to Greece, weren't they? Oh, well, if I had to guess. Welcome to Shannon Airport, gateway to the wide Atlantic Way. Yes, Shannon Airport's back. Shannon, baby, we're back. 4 a.m. in the Emerald Isle, no less. Where else would you want to be? They even had to detour north to make this happen. The, the usual, I saw this on the maps, the usual flight path NYC to Athens curves over Portugal and Spain. And I reckon a 3 or 4 a.m. call to those joints was met with a fuck off. Go and ask <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> Shannon said, yeah, righto, again. <laughs> Let's have them. I, I love the idea of standing at Shannon Airport waiting for a family member to arrive from somewhere and just another plane pops up on the arrivals board. Go, ooh. Oh, I, love, I love the thought of an unnecessary one-man night shift at Shannon. <laughs> just going, no flights are landing between midnight and 6 a.m. Hang on. Better leave someone there anyway. Skeleton crew. There's a fireman Stop pole. Stop the worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what was it? What did they invent there? Irish coffee. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. slipping whiskey in the coffee. Yeah, Irish coffee. Yeah. And duty-free. Home of duty, duty free. free, yeah, that's right. But I think someone uh, someone sent us a thing on Instagram recently about he was telling his girlfriend that that's where it was either duty free or Irish. No, it was an Irish coffee invented, 
or duty free. It was one of the two facts about Shannon Airport, and she didn't believe him. And then they saw a plaque that had oh. that exact fact on it. Sick. And he sent us him just pointing at the plaque. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> to, his, uh, to his wife, like he said, he was having an argument with his wife. Brilliant. Yeah. Not much more satisfying, is there? Than- they're on holiday, but then they're not in Shannon. They were just somewhere that had a plaque that had that fact on it, which nice. would, that'd make you so happy. Oh. That just a, an odd, you know, just a plaque, you decide to, oh, what's written on this? Fucking yes, come over here. There is nothing better than a quantifiable fact to back up your statement and argument against your wife. Then <laughs> it's, yeah, there's not, not much better in life, everyone, than that. Um, anyway, once the plane landed, uh, Marion found herself. Status arrested. Yes, by the Shannon Gardai, who observed that she was intoxicated and difficult to deal with. Sugar-coating things over there now, are they? Um, Marianne's solicitor, Katrina Carmody, although it's Catriona. Oh, yeah. She's, she's been here before. Um, I must say, though, the, the American drunks, they'd be fucking loud. American drunks? Yeah. Oh, no doubt. American but, sober are pretty loud. They're fucking loud sober. Mate, I, I uh, had the pleasure of taking my four-year-old son to see Disney on Ice at Rod Laver Arena. Ooh. And uh, I was there and there was a woman uh, entering our aisle. We're about six or seven seats in, just yelling to her friend, a few people down from us, at a volume that was drowning out the speakers mm. in Rod Laver Arena. Sick. Should we meet down the front for a photo? You're like, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> oh, one of my, one of the worst things I ever heard in America. Someone, and it happened more than once. Someone saying, "Hey guy," at me. Hey. Like if I'm doing something wrong, they go, "Hey guy, hey guy." And you look around, going, "Someone is your name guy, or is this bloke talking to me?" <laughs> Let's keep yelling that. And when they're drunk, they say it even louder because you're in their way or something. So far, oh, gross. Anyway, good on them. Love them. Um, Catriona Carmody said, uh, to say that Thatcher is shocked and terrified by her, by her own behaviour is an understatement. She's a very, very scared young lady who never found herself in a position like this before and has never been inside a courtroom. Uh, Marianne was working in an art gallery in Paris and she went to New York to look after her father as her parents were separated. So this is where it all comes in. Oh. Uh, she sounds remarkably familiar, this woman, but I can't find where I've mentioned this before. Um Katrina Carmody has appeared on this podcast, definitely, as a Shannon lawyer before. Yeah. Remember talking about her. Miss Carmody said that Thatcher nursed her father up to his death. So didn't do such a good job in the end. <laughs> and uh <laughs> suffered badly from depression afterwards. Oh. Her, her father's death is an explanation to as to how her life has gone wrong in the past few years. So there we go. Um wow. judge. Judge Anus McCarthy. Do you reckon that they must, um, like if you turn up to a defence lawyer, they just start asking that stuff? Anyone die recently? For sure. Anyone? Yeah. It's on the first page of the clipboard forms. Yeah. Have you suffered from? Tick, tick, tick. Oh. Has anyone around you been? Tick, tick, tick. It's yeah. fucking, yeah, that's, that's the multi-choice first page. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I'll um I'll in the near future be able to talk about a reason why I missed a, a couple of weeks a few months back. And uh something to do with a court case actually. But I heard one of the best ones ever, which mm. was um had a rough time in primary school. Oh, go, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, since, did you? since then, <laughs> nothing. And yet now, bang. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's all flooding How back far, now, mate? is it? Yeah, that's up there with uh, that's up there with the the Vinnie Jones, like episode oh, two or three for sure. Where he said his his wife had heart surgery, and it turned out it was yeah. like ten years. Before. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, when I cut loose and fucking go off the handle, I'll be harking back to the fact that my mum told me the birth was not pleasant. <laughs> I had a bad birth. <laughs> Wasn't good. And that's why I'm now belting the fuck out of complete strangers in a pub. Uh, Anus McCarthy said it was a serious matter forcing a plane to divert. Anus, he's back too. We've come full circle on the judges in Shannon. Anus, he was the judge presiding when none other than MFB alumni, Miami barman, Jody Bochner, the dude who got a ah. photo with. He's the one who got a photo yep. with his ailing grandmother in the hospital bed. Yep. He had to stop off in Shannon. That's right. I received a quite a disturbing little video it was, from Was from he you. the one that was in Europe and uh, got a – He broke up like with his, his relationship. stupid. Yeah. yeah. And he's got Maggot on the way back to Florida. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, he ended up in Shannon and Anus <laughs> said, mate, what are you doing? Anyway, he was – you sent me a very disturbing video of a uh, skeletal – Well, a, a mate had sent it to me. It was a woman of uh, – I don't know which country she's from, but the the text is Spanish. It was her hundred and fifteenth birthday, Fuck and no. she looked every day of it. Well, it's <laughs> also completely horizontal. <laughs> Bar the hands, fucking hell! <laughs> oh. it was, it was a lot. That's, a, that's that's hard to handle. Why is it, why is someone videoing that? The, um, yeah, and they're giving her the birthday cake, and she's sort of moving around. Moving her arms up. Who's that for? She's not enjoying cake, obviously. The um the judge stated that he would not yeah, impose. Oh, and the the look in the eyes too. I said it. Uh, she looked like in the movie Seven, oh. where <laughs> <laughs> the bloke that was kept in the room for ages with all the air fresheners and stuff. They thought which, he was dead. Which Brad one was Pitt he? Was he was he um, vanity or something? He couldn't cut his nose off, or, or he had to starve, or. What was he? Um, gluttony or something like this. Yeah, Which but no, was gluttony he? was the fat bloke. Oh yeah, okay. tied to the kitchen table. Um, the, um, body positive. No, nah, the. Uh, hold on. Uh, the sloth. Yeah, sloth. Oh okay. Pedophile Victor Allen. Right. Um, <laughs> John Doe kept him chained to his bed and starves him for a year. Brilliant. Oh. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, Anus McCarthy I I didn't, said, "I didn't. I didn't say who the killer was. You know, I didn't want to. Didn't want to ruin it for everyone. Don't ruin seven. Came out nineteen ninety five. So fuck me. That's on you. Great film. It was good actually. I enjoyed that myself. Uh, in the box. He was a bit bolshy old Pitt in that one. He bit yeah. a bit of overacting <laughs> in a few couple of couple of scenes in that. But uh, other than that, <laughs> pretty good film. So, sorry, but." I love that you think that's overacting. Yeah. When he's when he realizes what's in the box 
if you haven't seen it, it's mm. something pretty bad. <laughs> I love yeah. that you think that may be a bit too far to react that way. No, just the way he's doing that. You're not gonna. I know he's American and everything, but you're not gonna. You're not gonna start screaming that. That's like a "Hey, guy" thing. You're not gonna. It's a far more serious situation than putting on a funny, funny voice for effect. I'd I'd love to see Luke Heggie starring in that role for that scene. What's in the box? And you look in there and you go, "Nah, of course it is." Yeah. <laughs> Is that what I think it is? <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, the j- judge said he would not impose a prison sentence uh, due to her remorse and guilty plea. That's how you do it. Rare, isn't it? It's fair cop, everyone. I did it. Uh, what, uh, what cash prize, although her lawyer did the hefty work by saying she was mental and had problems with her dad and stuff, what uh, what cash prize did Anus find in the till under the gavel that day? Marianne was fined how much? Oh, it's going to be if she's already off, be coming out just saying guilty, and Dad's dead. I'm going to say like, it's going to be under five hundred. I'm going to say like four hundred and fifty eight dollars. Fuck, it's five hundred euros. Oh. Good value. That is good value. Jody yeah. Bochner, same judge, same sort of thing. Got a thousand euros for his effort. How do you account for that? I reckon though, Anus is a ticking time bomb. There's at least one more air rage incident he's presided over. I've seen in my travels. Hasn't appeared here yet, but may do soon. This was a librarian and he got off easy yeah. too. And like, you know, you all know as well as we do, stereotyping's not something we indulge in over here. But librarians got to be quite rare for air rage. Of um, course. I wouldn't want to be Anus's fourth or fifth uh, case of air rage he gets. I reckon he'll have had enough. It'll be sending yeah. some fucking poor final straw to the clink for <laughs> fuck all. Be like, yeah, oh, I've already seen Jody and Marianne and that librarian. Jesus Christ, mate, you're going to jail. That's it. Yeah, what did Mary? What did Marianne do? Pottery. Yeah, pottery. I, th- I think that I think that has something to do with it as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know. She lives near Central Park. She does pottery. Mm. Clearly, this is a one-off. Whereas a man named Jody from Florida. Oh, Florida barman. Doesn't look good. <laughs> Double the fine, though. Same. <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly, exactly the same thing. Don't know about this. I don't see parody here. No, and that, though. But it probably knows just based on movies that the Jody the barman would go back to Florida and just put the cup out. Hey, everyone, I've got to pay my Shannon fine. Tips on, they ring a bell. Woo! Shots. <laughs> Crowd Everyone chips in for Jody. Yeah. <laughs> All the Irish Americans that jump in on that. Uh, Whereas Mary Ann, she's got a, you know, she's got a head hung in shame. Sort of. Um, Mary Ann, she's the daughter of a noted Greek psychoanalytic psychotherapist. That's a job. Uh, her mum's name's Lia Lia. L I A L I A. Lia Lia. Thatcher, uh, Lealia runs a dance therapy workshop, ironically titled Self-Awareness in Athens. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you make of, what do you make of that, the move toward everything being labelled therapy? Like getting on everything. with life, that's not fucking therapeutic, is it? Not everything Coloring needs in. to be therapy. That's, you know, yeah. Kids are... Drinking water, eating food, and seeking shelter—they're called therapy now. 
It's just, it's not fucking therapy. <laughs> Getting off your ass and doing something now is considered therapeutic. Fucking mad. Oh, my my favorite, retail therapy. Oh, that is that is probably the worst. <laughs> Good one, ladies. Yeah. Good one. Good on you for looking after yourselves. <laughs> Gotta look after yourself so you're useful to everyone else. Get some retail therapy. Yuck. <laughs> Man, grim. Um, I've got to... I got to head off anyway. I've got. I'm hungry. I've got to go seek out some sustenance therapy <laughs> from my fridge, mate. I think what you need right now is a bit of ashes therapy. I'm That'll getting some ashes therapy. As right. I haven't looked at it for a bit. I think it might be on lunch now. I've been looking at your stupid face instead of the for Falcon. <laughs> it's not positioned behind here. Stupidly, I don't know what's happened. I'll have a look in a I sec. Had, I had a bit of cricket therapy. That'll help you. Oh, You'll come yeah. back positive, positive can-do attitude next week here at MFB HQ. Bloody couch therapy right now. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Midfly Brawl. Thanks for listening. And if you want to give yourself a bit of Patreon therapy, go to patreon.com <laughs> slash midflybrawl. Support us here with a bit of cash therapy for us <laughs> and get our spin-off pod. Land Larrikins, early access to live show tickets. Early access and ad-free episodes of this very podcast and much more. But thanks again for listening. Chuck a review in if you're in a place that allows you to do that. Try and keep it positive. Eggie's hating internet people at the minute. Oh, gross. Although having said that, I've had a few. Uh, I mean, I did a show in Wollongong the other night. That was great. And people came based on the plug that was on this. So kind of works. Thank you very Begong. much for coming along. And you've all been very Beautiful. nice. Yeah, I like it. Well, you can catch us live. Brisbane sold out in a couple of weeks, but Townsville, July 15th, I want to say, the Saturday, we're doing Grapes of Mirth, Merrick Watts' gig up in Townsville. We'll be doing stand-up and uh, a live mid-flight brawl. And uh, Sydney, we've got a date coming up in Sydney that Patreon, uh, you will have the link this week. And uh, we'll be doing one show only. Um, in Sydney in September. We'll let you know. We'll let the rest of you know when that is very soon. Yeah, hopefully it's sold out, sucked in. (laughs) See you, mate. Copy next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.